I absolutely agree with you. Um, the I'd never heard of food allergies before I had my son, and I, to be honest, um, initially I thought he had something wrong with his ability to swallow, because the the projectile vomiting would happen like immediately upon eating. Um, I never gave him formula because the hospital actually gave him formula the day that we were being um, discharged and he completely broke out in hives. And I mean, I, I think I ate pretty clean growing up. I never had fast food, I never ate out. And I think a lot of that had to do with the family and also that my father was diabetic. So we didn't have any really processed foods or anything like that. So clean eating for me has always just been easy. Um, and I've always enjoyed cooking, baking and, and all of that. Um, so when I had my son and I was breastfeeding and to, to be honest, like the first year I did it um, willingly and, and then it kind of carried on from there. And, um, and the whole, you know, making all of his, his, um, his baby food from scratch. Like I, I just found that anything I, I tried to give him that was processed would react. Or he would have a violent reaction to, and I didn't understand any of it. And I'd been going to doctors and just trying to figure out. And as for myself, um, I had my gallbladder out when I was 22 and I was really, really ill um, the two years before that. And the doctors basically never looked for it. And I kept saying that I was, um, I felt sick after eating. Like, and I would have these violent attacks where I was like catatonic on the toilet floor, like writhing in pain and nauseous for like hours at a time while also trying to do my master's degree. So it was a really difficult period of time for me and it sort of uh, created a lifelong sort of love-hate relationship with food. Um, I have been trialing different diets for years. Um, I think that trauma and emotion absolutely affect um, diet or our body's ability to, I don't know what the correct terminology is, um, tolerate certain foods. Um, it's It's been intense figuring out what was wrong with my son and how to deal with that and the emotions and everything that go, goes along with it. Um, I don't, I, I, I will forever beat myself up about um, when I was pregnant because I ate really well, but uh, the problems with his dad, which I won't really get that far into it now, but um, they, started while I was pregnant. Um, and I spent the greater part of my pregnancy in a very stressed out emotional state. And I wonder, um, to this day, I don't think I'll ever have any answers. And I probably, there's nothing I could do about it anyway. But I think I placed the blame on myself, because I don't know if my heightened stressful state trans transmitted itself into my son's allergies I, I don't know I don't know because I don't or maybe it is environmental that you know we live in London and the air quality and you know I don't know I don't know I would really really like to explore it uh, not that it could change it now it's it's um it's been a very difficult road uh one that my son has fucking taken in stride um it's terrifying because he has to carry EpiPens everywhere and we have been to the hospital I can't even tell you how many times um so for me to find out this whole histamine thing, which I never heard of or anything, but I can honestly say um, 
since I started the diet, I feel a million times better. <laughs> um, so there's definitely some truth to it. I, I don't like it. I don't want to live this life, but it's it's working. What triggered it was most likely a traumatic event. Um, and it kind of makes sense to me. Um, the thought is that if I, so I'm doing like quite a cleanse right now. I'm taking, um, I mean, it depends how much you want to know. So I'm taking supplements at the minute, um, eating a very, very restricted uh, and calculated diet. And the the thought process is that if I completely rid my body of the histamines, allow it to sort of uh, calm down and reset, that I can slowly start adding things back in and then eat normally, I guess, whatever my normal wants to be. Um, I'm missing avocados and spinach and tomatoes and all the lovely things that I normally ate every day. Um, but I'm learning to make substitutions, I'm learning about all kinds of ancient grains and how to cook with them, I'm looking into egg substitutes. So, you know, um, chia seeds are fantastic. Um, hemp is, is I eat hemp seeds and in, in everything now. Um, yeah, it's 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 a learning journey for me, but again, I love it. I love it. It is all very interesting as to why and how. And you probably know more than me anyway. Yeah. I wonder if I was picking up a little bit of type 2 guilt, aka also Catholic guilt in um in that sense that maybe, you know, you were partly to blame or should feel some blame in the sense that, that he's having to suffer now. And I think that's a very, it's a very, it's a, it's a profoundly motherly thing, but I think it's also, you know, I mean, twos are kind of like the Uber mothers. They're the sort of, they, when people think of like the Italian mama or the Jewish mama, it's a two they're thinking of, but some people truly are those people and they carry all of that guilt. Um, and maybe unnecessarily so, and other mothers just don't carry the guilt, or much less, because they're not actually that mama. Um, but I think the nature-nurture thing is a really weird one to disentangle. And the, the more I think about it, the more I'd like to think it's nature rather than nurture, only because I see a lot of people who've had a lot of trauma, and they are fairly robust, but, they, but that's also because they're a certain personality type, um, and there are people who have had some trauma and are really, really not that robust and resilient at all. And I think that's also quite often linked to personality as much as, you know, in all sorts of things. Um, and I know that my mother feels bad about the fact that she married my first father being, uh, was a type eight and, and was not a particularly nice type ad, I think was hearing the way she describes their relationship. They got divorced after about a year, but hearing the way she basically got married in order to escape a domineering type eight mother and um, not just domineering, actually quite emotionally abusive type eight mother um, who had grown up in an orphanage and, you know, well, let's forgive her too, um, and married, you know, a slightly more healthy type 8 husband, who is my biological father. 
and then was, I think, kind of pretty much emotionally and, and to some extent physically, no, mainly emotionally, I, I would say, abused for the first couple of months of her marriage. But the abuse of my father had also just lost his father to, um, sorry, this is really the full drama here, to, to suicide. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. But, you know, I mean, he was depressed and, and um, he worked in a factory and he lost his job and he was a nine and nines don't like change. And he'd worked in a factory for 30 years and nines don't like change. And so this is my understanding of the story. And so, you know, he felt terrible and he felt like he'd let all his family down. And anyway, so he killed himself. And and my father was already probably, uh, you know, a shitty eight. <laughs> but he became a slightly shittier eight after that. Um, he didn't want it. He didn't want children. Uh, you know, I was a split condom uh, kind of um, affair. But the good news is, is that my mother absolutely adores me and loves me. She's a two. And um, I've never felt like a sense of like not being wanted or anything. But when I was in utero, yeah, okay. Um, she was ha having quite a lot of emotional abuse. Does that then make me... <laughs> I, I don't know, the person I am today, does that make me more tormented? I've had a fair share of torment, but that's also my personality type. Um, does it make me more tormented, less tormented? <sighs> I think we're in Officer Krupke territory here. Uh, do you know, I, thought, I mean, this is Officer Krupke. That's all I can say on that. I am going to go and have some din-dins and... Um, it's been loving having this, loving, lovely having this slow chat. I'm going to go and have some din-dins and um, um, chat soon. Ciao. Oh, I'm going to send you Officer Krupke. You can't go to jail. You won't, as long as you remember two things. One, tell them what they want to hear. And two, don't tell them nothing. Hey, garbage! Who? Me, Officer Krupke? <laughs> oh, look at yous, your feckless friggin' disappointments. Uh, give me one good reason I shouldn't throw the book at you. Dear kindly Sergeant Krupke, you gotta understand. It's just our bringing up key that gets us out of hand. Our mothers all are junkies. Our fathers all are drunks. Golly Moses, naturally we're punks. Gee, Officer Krupke, we're very upset. We never had the love that every child ought to get. We ain't no delinquents, we're misunderstood. Deep down inside us, there is good. There is good. There is good, there is good, there is untapped good, like inside the worst of us is good. Oh, that's a touchy good story. Let me tell it to the world. Oh, just tell it to the judge. Ah! Dear kindly judge your honor, my parents treat me rough with all their marijuana. They won't give me a puff, they didn't wanna have me, but somehow I was had. Leaping, leaping.
so bad. Right, Officer Krupp, Key, you're really a square. This boy don't need a judge, he needs a analyst care. It's just his neurosis that ought to be curved. He's psychologically disturbed. I'm disturbed! We're disturbed, we're disturbed, we're the most The boy's depraved that a county ain't at a normal hall. Hey, I'm depraved on account I'm deprived! So take this nut to a head shrinker. Oh, why not? My father is a bastard. My mom's an SOB. My grandpa's always placid. My grandma pushes tea. My sister wears a mustache. My brother wears a dress. Goodness gracious! That's why I'm a mess! Yes! Officer Klepke, you're really a slob. This boy don't need a doctor, just a good, honest job. Society's played him a terrible trick. And sociologically, he's sick! I am sick! We are sick! We are sick! We are sick! Sick, sick! Like we're sociologically sick! What we got here is a run-as-a-mill juvenile delinquent. And juvenile delinquency is a social disease. Hey, these are you get a social disease? Bring him to a social worker. Hey, wait, can I catch it by touching him? <laughs> Dear tiny social worker, they say go earn a buck. <laughs> like be a soda jerker, which means like be a schmuck. It's not I'm anti-social, I'm only anti-work. Glorious King, that's why I'm a jerk. Professor Krupke, you done it again. This boy don't need a job, he needs a year in the bank. Okay. It ain't just a question of misunderstood. Deep down inside him, he's no good. I'm no good. We're no good, we're no good, we're no work. Please good, like the best of us is no good. The trouble is he's crazy. The trouble is he drinks. The trouble is he's lazy. The trouble is he stinks. The trouble is he's growing. The trouble is he's grown. Krupke, we've got troubles of our own. Krupke, we're down on our knees. Cause no one wants a fella with a social disease. G-Officer Krupke, what are we to do?